Hi and welcome to Youth Talk, a podcast run by Baptist Youth, where in each episode we take a different topic and think about it from the perspective of a Christian young person. In today's episode, we're starting week one of a three-part series where we think about the topic of assurance. How do I really know I am a Christian? Well, as I said in the intro there, today is going to be week one of a three-week series thinking about the topic of Christian assurance. How do I know I really am a Christian? And maybe it's possible that some of you have doubts when you think about your faith. And as we think about these next three weeks, I'm not really thinking about doubts as in I doubt whether or not Christianity is true. You know, maybe Islam's the, the true and proper religion or maybe it's Buddhism or maybe there's no God at all. That's not really what I mean um, as we think about these three weeks about Christian assurance. Uh, what really we mean is we, we know that Christianity is true. We know that the God of the Bible is the real God. But I'm not really sure if I am a Christian. I'm not really sure if I am one of God's people. And I have these perpetual doubts about whether or not I am uh, authentic and I am the real deal. And this is something that perhaps you've struggled with in your Christian experience or your Christian life. It could be that you've struggled with it at a particular point of your Christian journey and maybe for a short period of time. Or as is the case for other people, it's something that they continually doubt and it's something that they wrestle with throughout the entirety of their Christian lives and their Christian experience. And I wonder if I was to ask you the question uh, right from the get-go, why is it that we are inclined, even as Christians, to have doubts and to have a lack of assurance and to really be unsure as to whether or not we really are Christians? There are probably a few uh, reasons that come to mind and hopefully as uh, by the end of these three weeks we'll have talked about each of these reasons and perhaps given you hopefully some comfort as you think about each of these reasons. But perhaps some of the reasons that we struggle to believe that we really are Christians are firstly maybe just an awareness of your sin an awareness of your sin. Um, we're all aware that we still are sinful people, even as Christians. And sometimes maybe as you become very introspective and as you analyze the sin that still exists in your heart and the sinful impulses that you have and the sinful desires that you possess, maybe you start to wonder, if I was really a Christian, would I still struggle with these things? If I was really a Christian, would I still have these desires? If I was really a Christian, would I still give in to temptation to the degree that I currently do? Those are all questions that we find ourselves naturally asking and a question which can quite often contribute to us lacking assurance and not being sure if we really are Christians. So that's the first one that maybe sticks out in your mind. And perhaps a second reason that we tend to doubt our faith or have a lack of assurance is maybe comparison to other Christians. Uh, Maybe there are other Christians that you know, maybe it's your friend, maybe it's a family member, maybe it's someone else in your church. And you look at them and you kind of think, they are the real deal, aren't they? they? I mean, they're they're so much further on in their Christian journey than I am. And they've been a Christian the same amount of time. They've had the same sort of upbringing, same sort of background. Um, but they seem far holier than me. Uh, they seem far more mature than me. They don't seem to struggle anywhere near the same amount that I do. And so as you compare yourself to other people, you become a little bit downbeat and discouraged because you think, they must be a Christian. If that's what a Christian is, I seem to fall short because you kind of compare yourself to other people. So that's maybe another reason why we're inclined to doubt our salvation or doubt whether or not we truly are Christians. Uh, Perhaps a third reason, though, is um, maybe just as you read particular passages in the Bible, they really, really convict you. Maybe as you read about what the Bible says about the characteristics of a true follower of Jesus, and you kind of read that and think, I fall so far short of that. Or maybe as you read about Jesus exposing the, the Pharisees, people who claimed to be in God's kingdom but weren't, Maybe as you read that, you think, I I relate to the Pharisees more than I wish I did. 
or maybe as you read even some of the New Testament letters, and maybe Paul writes as he writes to uh, different churches, or maybe as you read the book of 1 John in particular, you read all those things and you think, oh my goodness, that, that really convicts me. And I sometimes feel like the, the negative things that, that Paul or John describes are kind of true of me. And so as you read some of those passages, you feel convicted and think, oh, maybe I'm, I'm not a real authentic Christian. And hopefully we'll, we'll touch on some of those passages as we work through the next couple of weeks. But then maybe a fourth reason we, we lack assurance at times or doubt whether or not we're truly a Christian is maybe as you think about your conversion story, and as you think about the moment you became a Christian, maybe it felt just very normal. <laughs> maybe you kind of think, well, if I had a Damascus Road experience like the Apostle Paul, where, you know, God shouts out of heaven and revealed himself to me, maybe by sending an angel, if that happened to me, well, then I'd be totally convinced that I'm really a Christian. But maybe as you think about your own story, you think, well, I mean, it was very normal, kind of grew up in a Christian home, kind of believed the gospel, um, I, but, you know, I never really knew anything else. And so because of that, and because you're, testimony feels very normal very kind of earthy maybe that kind of contributes to you thinking well maybe it wasn't really that all authentic actually in reality maybe if it was authentic it would be a lot more miraculous or a lot more supernatural um so those are perhaps some of the reasons that we we tend to doubt uh, our faith or maybe lack assurance that we really are true christians and in the next couple of weeks, we're going to dig into some of the grounds and some of the basis for assurance that the Bible gives us. Um, but for this first episode, I'm trying to keep these episodes a little bit shorter. Uh, each one kind of rumbles on a little bit longer than I hoped, uh, which is why we're doing this one over three parts. Just for today's episode, I want us to think about three kind of truths about doubting our faith that hopefully will help us and tee us up for the next couple of weeks as we think about the proper grounds for believing and knowing that we really are Christians. And so the first three things to, to say today is, the first one is this, that doubting is natural. Doubting is natural. Um, I like what John Calvin says. He says this, quote's going to be on the screen. He says, we cannot imagine any certainty that is not tinged with doubt or any assurance that is not assailed by some anxiety. Believers are in perpetual conflict with their own belief. Um, you might kind of be able to understand what, what Calvin's getting at there. He's pretty much saying that as humans, we have doubts all the time about all sorts of things. Not just as it relates to our faith, but as it relates to anything that we believe. As human beings, by virtue of just being human, we doubt all the time. And so that's obviously then, because we're human, that's going to obviously transfer into how we even think about our own faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. There's going to be times where we doubt all of us. It's the most natural thing in the world. There's probably not a Christian on the planet and not a Christian throughout the entirety of church history who hasn't at some point uh, doubted their own faith and asked themselves the question, am I really the real deal? Am I really a Christian? Or have I been deceived this whole time? That's a very natural thing for someone to think, particularly as it relates to Christianity. So hopefully that comforts you. Doubting is natural. But the second thing to say is that doubting can be unhelpful. Doubting can be unhelpful. Of course, even though doubting is natural, doubting can be unhelpful. Of course, it's not helpful or healthy if you excessively doubt your faith all of the time and it just it pretty much overrides all your thoughts, all your thinking. You can't even read the Bible without kind of these imposter syndrome thoughts in your mind thinking, I'm probably not the real deal. You know, that's probably not helpful if you really are a true Christian. And, um, of course, perhaps one of the reasons for this is that the Bible tells us as it describes Satan, particularly in Revelation chapter 12, that Satan is the great accuser. He accuses God's people day and night. 
And so I think what that's really saying us is that one of the tactics that Satan uses to drive God's people away from fellowship with God is by accusing them, by pointing the finger at them. And of course, note that it's it's at God's people who Satan does this too, because he wants you to doubt uh, that you perhaps are an authentic Christian. It can be one of Satan's tactics to pull you away. And so that's important to remember as well as you think about this, that, that doubting is natural, but doubting is also a tactic used by Satan to try and pull you away um, from your relationship with God. And of course, Satan can't do that. Um, you read Romans chapter 8 and we, we read those glorious words, don't we? That nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. But even though Satan cannot pull you away from uh, your salvation in an actual sense, he can plant doubts in your mind, can't he? To try and make you feel like perhaps you're not who you truly are as one of God's children. And so that's where the, the, the area of doubting can become unhelpful. Um, whenever it's, it's used by Satan as a means of ultimately crippling us and stifling us in our relationship with God. And hopefully over the next couple of weeks, as we think about this topic further, uh, you'll be encouraged and uh, that will be uh, helped in some way. But then thirdly, third thing to say about doubting, just as we kick off this little series, is doubting actually can be helpful. Doubting actually can be helpful. That might seem like a strange thing to say, and it might seem like a contradiction to what we just said. But I think it's true that whilst doubting can be unhelpful, it's also true that the doubting can actually be helpful. And I'm going to quote from uh, a guy called Greg Gilbert, who's a, a pastor in the States. Um, you might have heard of Greg Gilbert before. I think his church is called Third Avenue Baptist Church. Um but he's got a great book called uh, Assurance. It's a book that I read a number of years ago and I've been kind of skimming through again in preparation for this little uh, series on assurance. I'd really encourage you to buy this book and read it and I'm going to be borrowing things from it uh, over the next couple of weeks because it's very, very helpful on this topic. But here's a, a quote that he gives in the book where he says that there are actually times where doubting can be helpful. He says this, It may surprise you that doubt can become one of the means that God uses in order to deepen your trust in him and your reliance on the cross. Let me read that again. It may surprise you that doubt can become one of the means that God uses in order to deepen your trust in him and your reliance on the cross. What he's saying there is that sometimes that doubt, God uses it as a means of helping us search the scriptures more and provoking us to really unpack the gospel further uh, so that we might understand it more and more. Because isn't that sometimes what happens? Sometimes you, you doubt your faith, sometimes you doubt something, and it leads you to go into the scriptures, to read them more, to study them more, to find out the truth. And in one sense, that's a good thing, isn't it? As you read the Bible and study the Bible to try and find out more about where you stand before God. And there's a sense in which that can actually uh, be really, really helpful. In fact, it's never usually the person who doubts who is held in a negative light in the Bible. Quite often it's the person who is the exact opposite who's held up in a negative light in the Bible. And this is where I think one key text actually comes into play. And it's a text which probably haunts you if you're someone who struggles uh, with assurance. It's that passage in Matthew chapter 7. Uh, where Jesus describes the last day where people will stand before him and say, Lord, we did all these great things in your name. And, and Jesus says, depart from me. I never knew you. Um, that's a passage that maybe horrifies you. Let's actually just read it together. Uh, Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 to 23. Uh, Jesus is speaking. Um, as part of the Sermon on the Mount. He says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? Then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. So again, that's a passage. It's, it is a scary passage, let's be honest. 
and um, but it's one that if you struggle and lack assurance and have doubts about your faith it's one that really will really hit you between the eyes um but actually i think that's a passage whereby if you're someone who naturally seems to doubt your doubt your salvation and you have an inflated view of a big view of your sin and a big awareness of your sin that passage in some sense should actually be a comfort because the person who jesus describes in matthew chapter 7 is actually in some ways the opposite of you the person in matthew chapter 7 is not someone who has you know an inflated view of their sin or a big view of their sin there's someone who's actually got a big view of their good deeds aren't they the person in Matthew chapter 7 shows no really consideration or regard for their sin. They come before Jesus and they say, Oh, Jesus, look at all the great things I did. Look at all the great things I did in your name. Look at all the demons I cast out. Look at X, Y, and Z. Look at all the great things I've done. Haven't I done so well? We've really done a good job throughout my life, Jesus. And Jesus says, Depart from me, I never knew you. And so the person described in Matthew chapter 7 isn't really someone who has got a big view of their sin. It's someone who's got a big view of their good deeds. And so Jesus says, that's not the sort of person that will enter my kingdom. Someone who's got an inflated view of their good deeds and all the things that they've done. Uh, and so in that regard, if you're someone who uh, comes to the Bible thinking, oh, I'm such a sinner, I'm such a, a mess, I, I really don't deserve God's grace. You're actually the opposite of the person described in Matthew chapter 7. And in some sense, that should bring you comfort. That should bring you comfort. And so that's where actually sometimes doubting can be helpful. It brings our sin into the foreground it humbles us and it reminds us of our need of a savior and of course it can be unhelpful if we if we just stop at our sin and we don't do anything with it but actually that can be a good first step to acknowledging our need of a savior and the grace of the lord jesus christ which then can ultimately become our hope and our grounds for assurance and we're gonna look at that a little bit more next week and the week after so stick around next tuesday we'll have part two thinking about some of the grounds of assurance that the Bible does actually give us. So thank you for tuning in. I hope you have a great week. And do join us next Tuesday as we think about some of the grounds of assurance that the Bible actually gives us in the Scriptures. See you then.